0: Jeremy McFarland, Willie Donick, Chase McCabe with you. Our weekly chat with the head football coach of Vanderbilt, Derek Mason. He is on the line with us What's over going on, on West End. How are you?
1: Doing well. Doing well. Back at it. Back, hey, it's
0: back to it, right?
1: <clears throat> Always. It's always back to it. Hey, it's a Tuesday. Uh, man, beautiful day. Man, we got out this morning, uh, and it started a little brisk. Sun came out, and you know, we were able to get in um, in a good practice. So now what we've got to do is you know, sell on the quarterback and let's get ready to go.
0: Was it tough to not get frustrated at uh, the offensive play on Saturday? It just seemed like they could not get anything going at South Carolina.
1: Yeah, you know, truly disappointing. I mean you you're you're out there, I man, you just need something good to happen. You know, it was good to see in the first drive, you know, Riley takes us down the field. Uh man, we're 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 able to we're able to score points. Uh we we, we played, you know, solid defense. Um uh, and I thought these guys played uh, you know, with good energy, uh, and I thought they they had some 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 great moments in that ball game. I think that defense is you know been continuing to get you know been better. Uh, you know, we just need to play complementary football, offense, defense, and special teams. And we 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 got to get this offense going. Uh, and there's too many playmakers here. Uh, man, we got to figure out you know I'm in the quarterback position. And 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 now as we you know head into the swamp, man, we got to make sure man we can uh, man, put the ball up. Uh, you know, continue to run the football and score some points.
0: Yeah, that's exactly where I was going with this. Conversely, on the other side, uh, Coach, if it wasn't for your defense, I mean, because of the deficiencies with the offense Saturday night, that thing could have been way out of hand, but they came up with some huge stops and some huge plays.
1: Yeah, th- this, this, you know, defense is starting to, you know, take shape. Uh, I, I I think, uh, you know, for these guys, man, they, they trust one another. They're starting to believe in, you know, exactly uh, – uh, the process, you know, just being able to do your job, uh, it leaked a little bit at times. Uh, you know, I mean, late in that ball game, uh, we found ourselves not getting off the field, uh, extending some drives. I thought South Carolina made some great plays, some great individual plays. But you know, with this group, they 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 continue to fight. They continue to believe in one another. And as the individuals get better, the unit gets better.
0: Now it looks like you have rolled out a couple of your quarterbacks. Down in the swamp against Florida, it looks like Deuce Wallace and Alan Walters. Your words, I think, at your press conference today, will compete f- uh, for the starting spot for Saturday.
1: Absolutely, I mean that's where we're at right now. Uh, I mean these guys have been taking reps again. You know, it, it was it was you know good to you know see these guys come out and practice. These guys know uh, that what what's what's on the line. These guys are going at it. Uh, they're 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 giving great effort. But I mean, it was good to see just you know some mastery of what we do now has got to be about the efficiency
2: talking to Derek Mason head coach for the Vanderbilt Commodores and coach you had a I'm sure internally it was it was a tricky situation you got a talented player in Kalijah Lipscomb and as you described it some personal issues there but I think you've addressed it today that that's now in the past he's going to be back at it this week
1: yeah, I man. He, he he practiced on Sunday. He had a great practice today. Um, you know, I mean, he's in good spirits, uh, I and mean, things are moving right along. And and you know, I, mean, I fully expect him to go go get it on Saturday. Uh, I mean, he did some nice things today, and and, and that's what you want to see. I mean, um uh, and he he's on the other side, and now what we got to do is just continue to move forward.
2: You know, without knowing the specifics, and I don't expect you to say it, but that had to be tough, right? With your situation at quarterback, the the need to have a guy like that out there to to not have them be able to play or uh you know that that had to be a tough thing for you
1: oh it was hey listen uh, my my job my job as a coach is to make sure man, that I can I can I can put the best players on the field. Uh, you know, Kaliza was on the trip, man, he's one of the best players uh, you know, in in, in our receiving core. But, you know, at some point in time, you know, uh, like personal issues sometimes uh take precedent. The welfare of the student athlete takes takes precedent over over, over you know, maybe just, just just trying to throw somebody out there. I mean, that's not what I'm in this for. Um uh, man, I, mean, I always want to do the right thing by 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 my players. That's what parents expect. That's what I expect of myself and that's what I'm going to do. So, with that being said, you know, with 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 those things that come my way, I look at it and, you know, man, I mean, I've got to answer to parents, I've got to answer to the student athlete and what we do is continue to move forward.
2: One thing that uh, that I noticed that if I was a pro scout, I am noticing is you, you said before the season started that Keyshawn Vaughn is gonna get more touches. There were some games last year he had to come out. Uh but he has really run the ball hard. Everybody in the stadium knows he's gonna get it and I see him pushing the pile forward, running hard in all situations. I think he seems to have taken a big step forward to show that how, how durable he can be.
1: I and mean, he's durable. I mean he, he's he's a he's an NFL bat. Uh you know, he, he's he's had to do more uh, just just because right now, you know, everybody's keying on him. But, you know, that, that, that's got to change for us this week. We know, you know, man what we have to do and what it looks like, and we've got to make sure that the guys around him, uh, you know, are getting the ball. You know, guys are able to go down the field. We can stretch it uh, both vertically and horizontally, and that's what we're going to do, uh, like, in this ball game. And, and Keyshawn's got to do his part, which he does every week. Uh, he works – he works the way that they should work. I mean, the last time I saw a guy work like this, it was Adrian Peterson in person, you know, I mean, just how he worked. I know Ralph Webb worked hard when he was here, but, you know, you know for what this guy's having to do in games and what it looks like, you know, he he's the same guy every day.
3: We're talking to Derek Mason, Vanderbilt football coach. He uh, joins us every Tuesday at 1 on Darren Donovan Chase. So one thing that, uh, that I noticed uh, that you guys did when Deuce Wallace came in the game, he took more snaps under center, as opposed to, to the pistol or the shotgun. Was that by design just because of the injury situation or was that play design?
1: You know, man, part of it part of it was just trying to get him, you know, man, used to the ball, just get him in the rhythm of how, how things were. And then I think we got to you know, like some some shotgun snaps, you know, like as he got into it a little more and as we we, we, we needed to uh, you know, stretch it out a little bit. But it was just trying to make sure, man, that we got him like into the rhythm of the game. Obviously, I mean he goes in the, you know, second series of the game. Uh, you know, because of the injury, you know, Minar Riley, and you're just trying to get him started. You, we we took some shots off play action, um, and and so obviously the run marries the play action, so that's that's why he started under center, and that's what you saw initially. But you know, again, I, I don't I don't think uh, you know, man, for us, it's going to change a whole lot. Uh, I mean, these two quarterbacks are or. Are you know I mean, a little more uh, mobile just in terms of what they do and what it looks like? So, man, you're going to see some elements of that in this ball game. But, but, but the game plan doesn't have to change a whole lot. I just think man, we've got to be better uh, uh, in terms of getting the ball down the field and being accurate, you know, throwing the football because we had some opportunities. I think man, we threw a couple of good passes, man, but not enough to be able to, you know, sustain anything during the ball game.
3: Derek, we've seen you guys at times this year have success in the in the opening drives of the game, and I know typically with football some of those plays are going to be scripted Uh, what kind of adjustments do you think you can make when you see that kind of a success as the game goes on
1: you know i i I think again going back to your script (laughs) i mean if if, if it's not broke hey man, man don't fix it man just just keep going back to your script but i think when you got a different quarterback in okay man you're trying to figure out uh you know man since that guy's the second guy he didn't he didn't have as many reps that week so you're know, like headed into it, man he had reps man, but uh we 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 needed to shift it just a little bit, and so with that being said, you know i mean, I mean his efficiency on on some of it, there are a couple of protections man. I mean he couldn't he he didn 't get flipped, you know I mean a couple of motions that we needed to 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 get a guy over and get him in position it's just little things that you know I mean the backup sometimes doesn't get not, doesn't get the opportunity to 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 actually get so now, you know, I mean, these guys are getting themselves ready. It's tailored around what they can do, uh, and we'll make a decision, you know, on Thursday, and then you'll see who starts on Saturday.
3: I, I know you mentioned, you know, Kalijah earlier and, and having him back, but what did you see out of Bostick and Bowler as they tried to handle some of his workload?
1: You know, I mean, I, I saw, I saw Bostick make a great catch. I saw Bowler make a good catch. I thought overall, you know, man, I mean, our receiver play was just, was just a little sloppy. I mean, it, we we talk about the quarterback, but sometimes, I man, it's about okay, man, I mean, the route being run, okay, being able to attack a defender, straighten a, a defender up, stack a defender, you know, man, man, crunch and separate, stick and separate. I mean, that, there's there's just little things with these guys that we got to continue to detail because when you play, uh, you know, man, good teams, you know, like with good guys, uh, you know, as we're gonna. When we face Florida this week, okay, man, the details have to be there. Okay, that, you, you, you got to create, you know, separation. It may be a little separation, but there's got to be enough to where, you know, like a quarterback can find a tight window and make sure that he gets it to you. So uh, th- these guys are continuing to get better, man, but we need to you know, make sure, man, that we, we, we you know, work on like, cleaning up the details and when we do so, man, I think, I think there's going to be some opportunities.
0: Back here on the show on this Tuesday. Before we get out of here this hour, we'll give you a a chance to win some tickets to see a show. where the tickets haven't even gone on sale yet. That's always a good deal. Willie, you haven't had a chance because you just got back from Detroit yet. Predators, we had a great conversation with David Poyle in the second hour of the show. But to weigh in, and we had Alan Bell in here in the first hour. He was really good. We talked a lot of NFL stuff with him. But you haven't weighed in on what was as we watch the highlights right here on NFL network of the Titans in Carolina against the Panthers, which obviously was a game that um, did not go their way. Another game where they produced no points in the first half, which is now the fourth time that's happened this season. But just your thoughts
2: of the game. Well, my my big-picture thoughts are that very simply they just have not gotten to the next level that they are good enough to overcome mistakes. And retrospectively, the fact that they had not turned the ball over was sort of bound to happen. It's it's hard to go through an entire year and never turn the ball over. They had turned the ball over so few times, but unfortunately their record was not of a team that was on the plus side of turnovers. So... Again, I, I just hope we're not talking about this at the end of the season, but looking back on the two games, Buffalo and Indianapolis, where they did a lot of the right things, but they missed the kicks. They had the unfortunate, you know, stepping over the line on the touchdown throw, the four field goals missed in one game. You know, they didn't turn the ball over in those games, but they didn't get wins. Now you see what uh, a, a team that is thinks they're good enough but probably but we know they're not great remember the whole good to great they're clearly not great so everything's got to go their way they turn the ball over a couple times you see what happens you miss kicks you see what happens so just a lot of nightmares that uh, that crop up it's hard when you have to almost i wouldn't say be perfect but uh, you're just not good enough to overwhelm teams every week now I think they're probably going to have some good moments I would not be surprised at all if they come back and beat Kansas City you know it's
0: it's interesting that you said that that up yesterday I've actually thought about that in in trying to compare kind of what we went through this season our first season in travel ball where if we're on we can be we can hang or beat anybody but the margin of error it's like you have to have everything go your way or especially against the better teams it's going to burn – like you can't you can't overcome it. And that was a pretty good – like I I kind of felt the same way watching the game on Sunday. That's the reason I bring it up because, you know, it's it's two different worlds. But going through this first season and feeling the same way, I have felt the same way about the Titans. It's like, okay, as they say on any given Sunday, they can wake up and they can go beat anybody in the league. And you're right. It would be so typical for them to go out there Sunday and beat the Chiefs, right? I mean, I don't know sure. how – But we've also questioned that before, and they go out and they do it, and then they turn around, and they'll lose the next game that we expect that they'll win coming off a bye week, and they'll lose. So you're right. But that's not to go back to what we were just discussing. Just because I kind of felt like I just lived this a little bit, it's not a good place to be right, where you know that – because you know mistakes are going to happen. It's no different in the course of a baseball game with eight-year-olds, seven- and right. eight-year-olds, or the professional athletes at the highest level in the NFL. Like, you can't expect to go out there and be perfect after every week, week in and week out. You're going to make mistakes. You hopefully – you hope that you're good enough that you can overcome the mistakes and it doesn't bite you, where when you know you're not good enough, you know the mistakes more times than not are going to get you nine out of ten times. The Chargers – I thought about this, and by the way, the penalties them. are a part of the mistakes too,
2: yeah, not the just the turnovers. Huge eleven huge. penalties, ninety nine I mean, yards. I mean, Taylor Lewan early in the game, the back to back, just a, just terrible I, I way said
0: to it set it all set Monday. I was like, it's time for Taylor Lewan to like stop having two penalties a game. Here is an
2: idea. Well, he went two games and he was good. Yeah, he was good, Taylor Lewan. And then you know, a couple of his other guys on the on the line also had some costly ones, but. The Chargers, you know, the Titans eke it out against the Chargers. Good win. It looks like the Chargers are dead. They've come back and won a couple games. They beat Green Bay going away. They beat them easy. Easy. Stopped them the whole game. So there are some things that are really hard to explain in the NFL. So when they were, when the Titans were what last year, three and five, looked like it was over. But we said, hey, they're playing some weaker teams maybe they can rip off a few and they did was that right there were three and five or four and six four and six you'll pull it up four and six or five and six they they won a bunch late let's see they went through the nfc east they beat the giants so they the jets
0: were the Redskins. three and three and four and then
3: they had three the and, four. and then played dallas yeah and won,
0: beat Dallas, beat New England, so they were five and four. And then they lost two in a row, right. so they just kind of then they won
3: four
2: in a row, kind of went back and so forth. so it just it looks like an eerily similar type of team, but it's precarious because if you you know you're hoping they rebound because they have in the past, but if they don't, you don't want it to slip down a level, right? At the very least, you're hoping get right back to where you have been and hover around, you know, eight nine wins at least it's just it's frustrating that they have not been able to take their collective you know with Brown I still believe that you know Brown flashes is a good player Corey Davis I don't know yeah. I mean it looked like it was coming together there for a couple weeks and then they have the the slip up Carolina's not a bad team right no, it just's got their... every week
0: that goes by to me it's Corey Davis is starting to feel like Mariota it's like mm. okay, like how long is it going to be? Like is. all the right, like like how many more seasons do you have to keep going? You know, but you see this, and oh, you feel. Remember that game, and remember that. Yeah, but it's not about games in the NFL. It's about a season. It's about six. It's about a body of work. And when you're the fifth pick overall, you can't keep talking about. Well, that week he looked good. Or, where's where is he this week? Or where was he this game? Or where's he been the last couple? Like if that's. What it is year in and year out, at some point you have to realize that's just that's just who you are. Like you know, there, we kept say, I kept saying that about Mariota. Like, okay, okay, well, it's year three, it's year four, it's year, it's the same thing. Okay, when Why do we think that all of a sudden magically it's just going to change and it's just going to morph into something that everybody wanted it to be from the start? That's never been there until now. It just typically. Can that can that happen? Yeah, well, but more times than not, that never happens. It's just that's what he is, and I feel like every week that we just have the same conversation about Corey Davis, and then he's gonna he's gonna pop up there, right? And yeah, maybe this week he's gonna have a big week, and everybody's gonna feel good again, and then it'll just revert back to its old self. And I just kind of feel like sitting here in year three, like okay, the, the year three is getting longer and longer. It's like, isn't, like when's it it, gonna happen? isn't it getting close to like, okay, are we going to have to unfortunately say this just is what it is when it comes to Corey Davis?
3: The three of us have worked with Derek Mason for a long time, D-Mace, in the mornings. And the one thing that I will, when somebody asks me, what's, what's the best thing you've ever learned from working with Derek, I always say that he can look at a player and tell you if they have that dog in them, that, that, that want to, that desire, and that you can't teach that. You either have it or you don't. And I look at A.J. Brown and I look at Corey Davis, and I see one that has that dog in him, and one I don't think Someti- does. Sometimes. Sometimes, but it's it's inconsistent. I, AJ, Brown, A.J. Brown is hungry. A.J. Brown is, is going out there as a rookie, and he's trying to, to make plays. And not that Corey Davis isn't. No, it but just, it, it definitely looks there's different. There's a big
2: difference. It looks different. Well, that, that to me, just collectively, you know, because Humphreys, he – he looks like, at times, he's done exactly what they brought him in to do, right? He, he makes catches. He, so on paper, the offense should be a level better, but the numbers are basically the same. They're in the bottom 10 in, in, in NFL officially. Now, when it looks at its best, it looks all right. You know, the, the Falcons game and then Tannehill had a couple of good games there. But overall, you know, you've played over a half a season and you really haven't, even though the talent on paper looks better, and 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 um, you know what's the the eye test looks better at times, right? They have more talent, but the numbers collectively aren't a whole lot better. Okay, so what
3: that points to one thing for me, the offensive coordinator. That points well, that points to the plays. That points to the,
2: to I, to the game plan. Maybe. Well, and the other thing you could say is, listen, they've missed a lot of kicks. If their yeah. kickers, if their kickers, and there's been three of them, had a great year could be talking about another win or two here's right? the true right, let's do that
0: on the other side let's i mean we this i told is you a, this adam is a he's, missed 10, happen, yeah. he's missed 10 kicks this year how different would that be for the colts 10 kicks five field goals five extra points how many kicks have the titans missed this year a lot let's do that during the break and we'll come back and discuss and also the chargers owner has weighed in on london Wait till you hear what he had to say today. (laughs) Holy moly. By the way, we can't say all of it on the air. Speaking of Titans Chiefs, this Sunday, noon kickoff, Nissan Stadium, pregame shows starting at 7 o'clock in the morning, 7 to 9.30 a.m. will be uh, the first part of the kickoff show, right? And then our pregame coverage will shift to downtown, George Jones downtown on 2nd Avenue. Jared and Floyd. And forever Titan Chris Sanders will anchor the coverage from 9.30 until 11.30 in the morning. So four and a half hours of pregame coverage right here on 102.5 The Game, leading you up to Titans and Chiefs. That NFL pregame show brought to you by Wholesale Inc., powered by RumbleOn.com, Kubota Tractors, Middle Tennessee Kubota Dealers, and Boomba's Craft Pizza and Tap House. We'll find out how many kicks they have missed and tell you what the Chargers owner said today about their future in London. On the other side, Darren, Donnick, and Chase, ESPN, 1025, The Game. Dean Spanos is the owner of the Chargers.
2: Today, again, a family-owned team that mm -hmm. goes back a long way. Yep. I mean, the Spanos family is owned, I think, from the start, right? Going all the way back to the AFL 60s, right? right? I think so. And the dad recently passed away in the last couple years maybe can't remember exactly
0: that's correct so today dean spanos was asked about the the things out there swirling about them potentially moving to london he he's he weighed in on it eric williams put this out there yeah he uh, who covers the team yep um this was dean spanos's (laughs) exact quote Hmm. it's total bleeping and he didn't say bleeping (laughs) starts with the letter F. It's total bleeping BS. And he says BS. He followed through. Yes. He did not say BS. He did not abbreviate. Nope. We're not going to London. We're not going anywhere. We're playing in Los Angeles. This is our home, and this is where we are planning to be for a long bleeping time. Period. No, no, that wasn't like the end. He ended it period. with period. So he was a little uh, so. They're salty. not going to London. <laughs> Apparently not.
2: Yeah, Dean I I quoted that and I
3: said so. That's a hard pass, I guess. So
2: is that a no question <laughs> mark? But that they have some major issues in you know they're going to go to a new stadium, but who is going to show up in that stadium? Because it's a bizarre, they they abandoned their fan base, and even though Los Angeles isn't very far from San Diego, people well, aren't going to
3: abandon's the right word
2: because they tried to stay. They did. They gave San Diego every opportunity to get it. So they kind
3: of they were forced out because. I,
2: so you, yes, I can understand why they get they threw their hands up and said, "We can't stay any longer. We've given you the chance. We've got to do something. We have got to leave." But I just don't know how they're going to make it work there.
0: Um, I don't either that we've seen it, the, the I understand LA the fr- I understand LA the the em- but LA has not embraced the chargers. They still view them as San Diego. And this just in yeah. Los Angeles and San Diego don't like each other. Okay. I get it. They're both in Southern California. They're both in the same state. Those cities, those markets do not like each other. Right. And they still view them as a San Diego product. Well, duh, of course. They have not embraced them whatsoever.
3: And the San Diego fans basically said,
0: we're done. As we were talking during the break, the better move for the NFL would have been to move the Raiders to L.A. because they have history in that Mm -hmm. city, and there would be a lot of fans in Los Angeles that would support the Raiders and move the Chargers to Vegas. Uh, And and the the
3: Raiders were originally a part of that that whole deal – and then they got booted out of it or something. But I think Mark Davis has to be happy now that he's yeah. going to be the top dog in Vegas. Well, yeah. Well, look at their home.
0: Yeah. They're getting.
3: The, what I brought up earlier, Willie, was that, you know, with this whole deal, if it is true, and Dean Spanos, of course, disputing it, which, what I mean, what's he going to say at this point? That what would happen if another city all of a sudden gets gets it together to build a stadium and they're like, hey... We want the NFL and then the Chargers, which it's not going to be a great situation in L.A. Then the Chargers are like, you know what, we're going to San Antonio or Oklahoma City or somewhere like that. That's – and I think the NFL, I'm just guessing, I bet they're secretly thinking, hey, that'd be cool, and then maybe we can expand and do something in London.
2: All questions for down the road that uh – I do think at some point somebody will build a very nice stadium, kind of like Vegas is doing, and just saying, you know, we build a really nice stadium, we're going to get somebody, yeah, one way or the other. Baseball is probably the same way. If you have the financial ability to do it and you want to take that risk, I think your your percentage chance is good. Yeah, not and having to wait too long if you have a state of the art facility.
3: And Vegas is sexy right now because they made the Golden Knights work, you know, from day oh, one. Yeah. The Raiders are going to work; they will have. My guess is within five there'll four, years. There'll be a four-sport town. Maybe even five. I can see the MLS. Well, they got to
2: build a, a ballpark. That's yeah. no small thing. So somebody's got to do that. That's it's just, not. That's the thing.
3: They've built a, a new arena and a football stadium in the
0: past two years. I mean, how years. many arenas do they have in Vegas already? Like, I don't think. I think. I mean, they have a lot of. I ridiculous. think they're just kind of like, uh, over there. Put it over there.
3: Yep. <laughs> yeah, we're good.
2: Yep. They do have space. I mean, it is a desert. So because everything
3: just, that I've heard got, about, they got
2: places where nothing's there, so they're not locked in like <laughs> over on
3: Vanderbilt's campus.
2: <laughs> they, but they th- real things estate.
3: that I have read about the NBA that they wouldn't play in T-Mobile Arena, they would just build a separate NBA arena. Probably knowing them, and have have the you know, they'd have their own. NBA has theirs, and, and it, you know, obviously the Golden Knights have theirs, and and you can have concerts at both. Like I don't think Vegas is struggling to get anything to come to town. So it wouldn't shock me but if they be- – Don't forget
0: about all the arenas that the big casinos have oh, already in their place. I've walked in them. Yeah, I me. Mean, yeah. I've been to them.
3: Yeah. MGM has one. Uh, what's the other one? The, the
0: other one, yeah, yeah I'm drawing blanks. So. Mirage? No. Uh, Where Summer League is, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. One in of I'm the blanking. casinos. I'm blanking on yeah. them. And at the other one I've been to, it's not the Bellagio. I can't think of it. But, yes, there's two big ones already. In the casinos. Why are we drawing blanks on the other big one? I know. I've stated. We're it.
3: both doing it. The um
0: <sighs> while you're looking me. while you're looking that up, how about this? Something we were talking about? Mandalay Bay. Mandalay Bay. Thank you. Gosh. I've stayed there. Mandalay Bay and MGM. So we were talking about the Florida State opening. PJ Flack was uh rumored to be on the list. Man, it's so good when this happens to coaches. Pete Thamel just tweeted out, Sources, PJ Fleck has agreed to a new seven-year deal to stay at Minnesota. (laughs) Of course. The deal includes significant pay raises for him and his staff. Isn't it beautiful to be put on a list? Mm Mm-hmm. It always helps. Gosh. He... He'll row that boat.
3: He'll need yep. a bigger boat now.
0: Well, he can buy a bigger boat He's now. He's a nice job. He has. Got a big game this A weekend. new seven-year deal. No telling how many more years he already had existing on the regular contract. Seven more years at Minnesota on top of whatever was left and a significant pay raise for him and his staff. Pete Thamel sources that he just tweeted that out unbelievable
3: next gen stats as we wrap up the segment just put out the cat traveled 179 yards 14.3 miles top speed last night on
0: monday night football it had to have been wore out well it traveled that's
2: it was getting after for a long period of time
3: all right leading rusher
2: when we come back no true we will break down the aforementioned stats of the titans kickers because i i do think it tells you It has you asking yourself, what if, right? As as mediocre as they've been, the difference between winning and losing sometimes, you know, you hate to say it because there's other ways to win. It's easy to say, well, yeah, you know, the kicker missed a couple, but we still got to win that game. I mean, everybody else could have stepped up, but the kicker can make a big difference. Yep. We'll we'll tell you about the numbers in a moment.
0: We've got some tickets to give away any way you want it, and so we'll do it this way. A (laughs) pair of tickets to see Journey. And special guests, The Pretenders. Well Thank done. You. Thank you, Chase. At least somebody got that. Bridgestone, that's not even the copy. That was, yeah. Bridgestone Arena, you can't even buy these tickets yet. They go on sale on Friday at 10 a.m. It'll be next August. Journey and The Pretenders. Caller 5, 615-737-1025. 737-1025. Caller 5, you can win them any way you want it by just calling in and being Caller 5. Journey and Pretenders. Back to wrap up the show next.
2: Final segment here on Darren Donick, and Chase, CSPN 1025 the game. We were talking earlier in the hour about the Titans at 4 and 5, all of the issues that they have, but you don't want to all put it on the kickers. But this right. is a this is a pretty interesting stat. Okay, Chase, what is the what is the success rate of field goal kickers in the NFL this Collectively. Yeah. Uh, I would say 68%. What, what is the going rate? Did you say 68%? Yep. You're not even close. You are not even close. Higher? Way higher. 89? Now you're going a little too high. I was going to say 78 before hearing the first two guesses. Am la- I low? The last time that the, the league collectively hit under 78%, was two thousand and two. Wow. Every year the field goal percentage accuracy goes up. Uh when I started watching the NFL, let's just go back, I mean I, I started watching the late seventies. Let's just pick the first Super Bowl I ever watched, Super Bowl twelve. That's how old I am. The kicking rate for field goals was fifty eight percent. Fifty eight percent. So let's go to nineteen 87, 70%, 1997, 78%, 2007, 83%. 2019 is actually down from the last six years, but it is still at 80%. The last five years, it has been at 84% or over. Wow. Which basically tells you, in this league, you just can't miss. Hmm other than you know, just think about it. this is eighty four overall that includes any desperation kicks that you would make or try from fifty five and over. Okay. And you so, are
3: seeing I feel like you are seeing more of those. That you're seeing more of the fifty five plus Yeah, because
2: the kickers are really good. Right. And that might be why it's down to eighty percent. Okay, so let's go to the Titans. So the expected accuracy you if you're not hitting eighty percent, you're not gonna keep yeah. your job. Right. We know the issues that the Titans have had. Suckup gets hurt, he's not ready to go, so they've used three different guys. Suckup has a terrible game yesterday coming back, it doesn't look good, right? They've So they are as as a team this year 7 for 15 in field goals, 47%. So that is so far below the league right. average. So you say, "Okay, where are they are they just trying too many 50 plus yarders?" No. Uh, they have missed two between thirty and thirty-nine yards, which just cannot happen. Right.
3: Those right? are those are gimmies. Are supposed that
2: to be. those were both Santos. Okay. Right, and those were both, I believe, in the same game yep. against against the Bills, a, a, a game that they absolutely could have won, maybe should have won if they Probably just make the kicks. It, he missed yeah. four in the same game uh, from forty to forty-nine yards. Another area where this is this is the money area, right? Yep. This is where kickers make the money. You've got to make those kicks. Can you miss one? Yeah, sure. Every other, but they're four for seven. It's too low. Yep. Right. Ironically, Cody Parkey, who they signed just to get him by for a couple, he has had the best accuracy. He went three for three, kicking field goals overall, two from forty to forty-nine and one from fifty-plus. He did. Now he had the one doink against the uh, Chargers on an extra point. But he made the field goals. So between Suckup and Santos, they have left tons of key points on the on the table. Now, do they win that game yesterday if Suckup goes 3-for-3? Three three? I don't know. I don't know. But they hang around. They might have had a better chance. But the real issue was the two games where they lost at a razor's edge at home to the Bills and to the Colts where they missed critical field goals. And so... The field goal kicking, I think r- trying to be fair, if they have a great year from their kicker slash kickers, it's worth a win. It's cost them a win. Would you agree with that? Yeah, I agree with that. All Seven right, and, for 15 from field goals
3: has cost them a win. And it's like Delaney Walker said with when Cairo Santos missed the, the four, he said you know, they, they get, pay, them, get paid money they a lot of money to make those kicks. Right.
2: And that so, was that was the biggest one. That's the one you would say probably is the most likely they would turn. But even if if he screws up that game, but is perfect against the Colts, they probably beat the Colts. Right. And so that, so that's that is an not issue. on now, Mike
3: Vrabel, really.
2: I, it's well, it's
3: but it's, it's not. But now you can make the argument that the the fifty plus yarder that santo he sent santos out there after he had missed all those kicks that i i'll put on Vrabel a little bit but um true you know with with, with ryan suck up i'm still not super concerned i think he he probably gets better as the year goes on as long as he's healthy now if it comes out that he's not 100 percent and they rushed him back then you do have to put that on the coaching staff but you know if he's if he's 100 and just he he just wasn't in rhythm yet then Okay, it happens, but they need especially now. They they have very little room for error error as they go down the stretch. That includes making those kicks. So, you have to make sure that you can rely on Ryan Suckup, who has been pretty good since he came to Nashville from Kansas City, but you know, he's not going to make everything, but you need him to make a majority of them.
2: The way this team plays, the number of close games that they play, they're they are not going to just blow people out of the water. They have to have great kicking if they're going to find a way back into the race. I think that's yeah. just it goes without saying they're not going to start destroying teams well, and they've pro- got to make the key kicks.
3: The problem with this team overall is when when everything is perfect, when everything just goes exactly how you plan it out, they're going to win they're good they're they're fine, but if you throw. Any type of wrinkle into the game plan, which includes penalties, that's where they struggle. They can't come back from it. They don't know how to
2: troubleshoot. It's like that person that, and they're not alone. H- There's a lot of teams yeah. that are in this category, and their records are four and five, or five, five yeah. and four, or right. four and six, or you know whatever it is.
3: Like Homer Simpson is a great safety inspector at the nuclear plant when everything goes right. When something goes wrong, he's not a very good safety inspector. That's kind of how the Titans are.
2: Yep. When something uh, goes wrong, they radio, can't come out of it. Radio engineers, I've found over the years, exactly. the best ones can tackle and figure out where the where the problem is. But you know, I, I think I'm not ready to write the Titans off. But it's just it's got to be frustrating for a John Robinson who I know probably deep down feels like the talent level is, is better, but the results have not been better.
3: Yep. As we wrap this up, uh, happy anniversary to Kyle Turris and Matt Duchesne. It was two years ago today that the trade took place.
2: Wow! And how interesting is it that they're both here now? <laughs> yeah. And the next game that will be played is against Colorado. Yep. So that that will be. We'll talk more about it tomorrow, but very interesting game coming up in yeah. this in this uh, on this road trip in Denver. Colorado's got the injury issues. They play tonight. So the Predators took care of the Red Wings last night. They shook off the, the riddle of the Red Wings, whatever that has been. The riddle. That's a good way to put it. It's been a real strange riddle. That's not a very good team. The Red Wings and Nashville did what they needed to do. So now you've got a huge, huge test. you got the Avalanche, the young up-and-comers, banged up a little bit. Predators coming in there. Big game.
3: Kyle and Nashville won the tickets, by the way.
2: Hey, way to go, Kyle. Not Kyle Turris, though, I guess. You know we mentioned him. All right. So we're coming back at you tomorrow at 10. Jared and the GM coming up next.